Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes with you. No Carmen Braidwood. She's off recording Destination WA. And when the film crew come asking, you say yes, yes, yes. But this might be some very good timing. This might have actually been done on purpose because the fella that I'm about to have a chat to I want us to walk through his journey from an expert that is unknown to an expert that is emerging and is getting known. His name is Steve Sharp. He's a culture curator. He's a workplace expert. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Nick. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's it's very timely to have you on the show because... There's a lot of experts, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast and are looking to develop their career, looking to take that extra step. And you took that step with us. Um, Now, I'll go back a little bit. Uh, Marketing success, uh, Amanda runs that little yarn, that little little group um, of uh, amazing speakers that are emerging. And we, I think I must have been speaking at a, a webinar that she had put on for her group, yeah. and you reached out not long after, and you did the expert registry course. How did that go? Oh, listen, it was, and, you know, becoming a speaker, my, my background is leadership development, team development, culture, diagnostic work in corporations from large to small, Um but breaking into the speaker market is a very, very difficult beast um, to tackle. And so as soon as I kind of finished the webinar with you and got an understanding of what you do through Media Stables and Expert Registry, to me, it was a bit of a no-brainer because I think if you're going to break into the market of speaking, you've got to get exposure and you've got to be known and you've got to create relationships, particularly in the media. Um and so the process of getting on to expert registry for me was wonderful as being as green as I am, actually starting to get a foundation understanding of what you have to do and what you have to focus on um, and, and how to position yourself so producers of all types of media will actually want to get you on. So Amanda Stevens brings you to the table uh, and she brings her other experts or other speakers that uh, her and her team are bringing together. But you took the plunge, uh, and you're not the only one, but you took the plunge. How much of that was a plunge? Because a lot of people will be listening going, you know what, I kind, of, I, I kind of want to do it. I really think I can do it, but it's always that first step's the hardest. Yeah, well, for me, I think it was a bit of a no-brainer. Um, but I, I understand the the caution that people may have. And I think a lot of that more so comes from, you know, people with imposter syndrome, which I certainly 
had. And I do remember getting off that webinar going, oh, oh my God, do, do, can I do it? Do, do I know enough stuff to be relevant and, and contribute to the media? Um, but in terms of my vision and my plan of becoming a great keynote speaker, it just absolutely made sense that it's a non-negotiable. Um, in, in my head, um, not doing it was not an option. It was, you must do this. You know, we come across a lot of those that do suffer from imposter syndrome or have that uh, cautious approach. And having a cautious approach is not a bad thing. I think it actually is. It's always interesting when I meet new experts coming through is that uh, those that are more cautious or those that are either second-guessing, I'm more interested in working with them more so than those are going, just give me the, give me a profile, throw me in front of the media. I'm gonna love it. Yeah. They, they tend to be a little bit more considered. They seem to be also because their expertise is nowhere near or in the space of media and even communications to a degree, is that they are a little bit. You know, I need a, I need a little bit more to push me over the line, and that's that's where it is. It, it, it is an inner bit in you that says, I've got to do this. And if I can do get past this, we'll see how it goes out. And that's, I think that's the challenge for everyone listening is get past that. Take that first step. I think it's, it's fear-based, right? And I just want to say, you know, to take the step for me was terrifying because I think in the back of your mind, you do have that imposter syndrome and you worry like hell whether you can actually, you know, communicate properly in those forms of media. Um, and, I, and I can absolutely say I've done a few now and that doesn't change, right? Before each of them, it is a nerve-wracking experience, right? You are putting yourself right out there. Um, hey, Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to burst the bubble right here for you right now. I've been doing it for 22 years and I still get very nervous. Yes. I, I freak out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think my attitude to that is, <laughs> is if you feel like that, then you're in the right spot. Yes. Right? You're in yep. absolutely the right spot. Um, and so you've got to take the plunge no matter how nerve-wracking or how much fear you've got rolling around in your head. My encouragement is do it. Yeah. Great, great, great call. I think it's one of the... It's a 50-50 decision, isn't it, at the end of the day? You know, I either will do it or I won't do it because mm. um, there's kind of no sitting on the fence going, mm. well, maybe a bit of it, maybe a bit, nah, maybe, no, yeah. Mm. You just do it or you don't. And once you've done that, uh, you sort of are now diving deep into the unknown and you you are going to a place where it's not natural. Mm. It is something that is probably completely foreign to you. And sometimes you sort of are almost worried that you will achieve what you've set out to do because you're going to have to carry through it. Oh, my God, it's one thing to get a piece of media um, noticed. Oh, my God, they want to interview me as well. What What's that process been like there for you? Oh, I think it's, it's you know, going from, right, I'm going to do it um, and then, Going through the process of, of, of learning the processes and uh, working with particularly the, the, 
great team at Media Stables who coach you through it, um, to then actually getting your first gig. Um, I still remember, um, you know, last week before I went on Sunrise, I was talking to a great mate of mine and I was saying, oh, my God, I am so nervous. I'm terrified. Da, da, da. And he just looked at me deadpan and said, Sharpie, this is exactly what you wanted. And I kind of sat back and went, yep, okay. <laughs> it is what I wanted, but now that I'm here, I am terrified. <laughs> and look, it is it, it is terrifying. And I think that's the that's and we're gonna talk about the sunrise experience and 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 right through from the process of 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 getting that call up and, and going ahead and doing it. But let's just quickly go back to you. So you've got cultural culture curator, you're a workplace expert. Let's go back a couple of steps. Where you were, you've been working in the corporate world, and you just said, "That's it. I'm calling it a day. I'm going to go out and do my own thing." Yeah, so I spent near on twenty years in the retail banking landscape of Australia in various senior leadership positions across all different types of 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 banking. And I, my last role was at uh, Credit Union Australia, where I ran the branch networks. I had about 60 branches, about 500 people. Um, but I was always one of those leaders that um, did things a little bit differently. I was much more focused on um, on people and much more focused on trying to provide people with the right environment and the right capability for them to actually get on and do their role, which was at the time you know, in those environments, what really mattered at the top was how many widgets are you selling and are you on target? Um, and so although I was focused on that, my methods were very, very different. And so I got to the point of going, you know what, I'm actually better off getting out of the corporate world um, and using my experience and what I know to help other businesses kind of create workplace environments that people actually want to turn up to. Um, and so I made the leap, which was another one of those big unknown jumps off the ledge that terrified you, but I'm so glad I did it. It's a gutsy move. A lot of people that will be listening will be going, I've, I've been at that either at that moment or I've just recently done it or I have done it. And But... What was that like? Because here we are talking about media and the, the worry about going on a Channel 7 sunrise. Uh, you're literally telling your family, your your friends, your your, your loved ones around you that, uh, hey, I'm going to give up a good corporate high-paying role just to go into the unknown again. Yeah, terrifying. Um, and, and, and I've got four kids at home too. Um, and so when you've got a household of four kids that are, that are – heading into their high school years uh, and you're giving up, you know, what was a very, very good safe salary. Um, it was absolutely terrifying. And there was, there, there were moments and there still are moments today where I sit back and go, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Um, but I think you've got to follow your passion. And I know that's cliche and all those types of things, but it, it's cliche for a, for a reason. If you set yourself up where the majority of the time, the 40 or 50 or 60 hours that you're working a week is doing something that you love and you're passionate about and you believe in, um, then you're going to be a much healthier human being for not only your clients, but more importantly, your family and your loved ones, rather than being stuck in a gig 
that pays you really, really well but makes you miserable? It's cliche if it's just words. Um, it's different when you've actioned it. I, I think it, you know, I, I believe in it too. I, I, I think if you have actually taken that leap and done that, they're just words if it's by someone that hasn't. Yeah. Uh, you've done this and you're well, well and truly on your pathway. Mm. Steve, uh, you've been in the media a lot in the last week and, and particularly a hot topic that is a, around and that's the federal government looking to pass legislation on us on our ability to disconnect. Um, I've got my personal beliefs on this and I think everyone seems to have their beliefs on this. Uh, but this is some, this is something that has really, I guess, catapulted you uh, to media right across the country. Um, it is a bit sometimes when the opportunity is there to take it. Uh, did you think at any one point there to go, I'll let that one go to the side, um, I'll, I'll let that topic just go away, I'll, I'll tackle something else, or do you just jump into it? No, there was uh, there was absolutely moments. <laughs> of going, oh, my God, do I want to be the face of this? <laughs> but, um, but again, when, when Susie from Media Stables contacted me and said you should get something up on the media board about this, without thinking about it, um, I put 120 words together um, and I still believe in what I said, which was great people leaders and business owners prioritise and help their people to switch off and have a good night's sleep. They understand their people and the pressures that they're under in their home life and they're able to have decent conversations with their people and teams around how they collectively work together to balance what's going on for everyone in the team. And I, and I stand by that. Those leaders are going to sleep easy through this whole situation. Um, do I agree with the government coming out with a piece of legislation on it? I mean, it's a blunt instrument and it's a very, very difficult thing to police because what's reasonable and unreasonable has to be decided at business or each team and each business level. There's no way the government's going to come out and say, well, this is reasonable and this is unreasonable. So it's a strange situation, but if, if if anything, if it's creating conversations that should have been had a while ago now um, and it brings more clarity of expectations to people, I think it's a great thing. Secondly, what's not mentioned in the media is what about the poor old managers that are feeling like they have to contact or they're having to email after hours? Who's who's kind of looking at them going... You know, they need to sw to switch off too. They need to disconnect oh, as well. Forget about that, Steve. Yeah. What about the what about the the business family business owner, the the small groups, the the people that don't have any other choice but to yeah. completely stay connected the whole time. I mean, this is it's 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 an interesting chat. But I guess the the whole thing, the premise around getting you on to talk about this is that you did leap into that. Yeah. You did take a, a position. And I think that the chat has been really quite interesting across particularly radio and TV uh, that some of the presenters are going, do we really need to do this? Why are they doing it? And I think there is a sense that, as you say, good employers are looking after their people. They're actually creating an environment because they kind of have to today. Because if you want to hold on to good people or attract good people, 
uh, you've got to do that. And I think that was part of the conversation that came out in a lot of the interviews that you did in that you got a sense, all right, the government's going down hardline, but you know what? We already we already self-manage. We already self-regulate a lot of that from a, a management perspective and a business perspective because if we don't, we're going to end up in the trash as a, as a, as a rubbish employer. Yeah, you know, the war on talent is another big thing to, to consider here is, is if you want to win in the future, you're going to have to attract really great people and you're going to have to create an environment um, that keeps them. Uh, and, you know, flexibility and all those types of things now are standard um, rather than a perk. And so making sure that people feel that there's a bit of balance making sure that people also expect that when the heat's on, when the pressure's on, it's all hands on deck. Yes, there's, there's going to be some after-hours stuff, but let's all agree on that. Um, but it's not going to be consistent every single night for the next 12 months because that is just not a reasonable situation for anyone. No, it, it's not. I, the TV experience, the Sunrise uh, piece, it was a weekend. Um I've got to congratulate you on your when you took the call from the producer. Uh, almost within moments, there was a media post up letting your network know that you're going to be on Sunrise. And it's a great tip for everyone that's listening here you, that just doing the media engagement is, a, is 50% of the actual engagement. There is a pre-opportunity. There's a post-opportunity to really maximise this. And... Um, you, you did a fantastic job putting a tile up. I think you might have got the times wrong, though, just quietly. But it's okay. Don't don't worry. You've got it out there. Um, that part you do very well. And I've noticed that with a lot of your other media engagements, even radio, that you've 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 done this. This was a deliberate, obviously, uh, thing that you've done to to get not just your network to know, but people outside of your network. Yeah. Yeah, so when I took the call, I almost crapped across the car. <laughs> it was, hi, it's Maddie here, the producer of Weekend Sunrise. I was like, oh, my Lord. Um, but, um, you know, she said the right to disconnect and, you know, would you be willing to speak? Yes. The answer was yes. What I was going to say or my understanding of it at that point was pretty low. Um, but when Weekend Sunrise call, you know, it would have to be drastic for a no to come up. But the process I followed there was uh, I've, I've got a really great mentor in Amanda Stevens from Speaker Mar Marketing Success um, and, and her program is just wonderful. And so she was the first person that, that I contacted um, and her advice was get the tile done, get it up on the socials, uh, do, do the media appearance and then after that, grab some footage or some still uh, and then debrief it post, post the event. And I only operate on LinkedIn. Uh, I had some really great advice from someone to say, don't try and do everything, just do one thing really, really well. Uh, and the impact of, of that process and those posts on LinkedIn was astronomical in terms of, um, in terms of number of impressions, number of likes, number of comments. Uh, it was just a fantastic process. 
Good work, Amanda Stevens. Great advice there. Uh, Amanda Stevens also has a media stable profile, so we might just want to remind her that she does have one. I know that she'll be listening to this um, and to uh, not let one of her students uh, uh, surpass her in the the media game. (laughs) The TV piece went to air. Um, it's a couple of minutes long. Uh, I first saw it. I missed actual the piece. Um, I had kids sport on that morning. But I did see up on LinkedIn, not from you first, from one of your uh, followers or from one of your network that actually just took a photo of the TV and said, hey, look who's up there. Um, that's really powerful when your network is actually seeing it. I think partly because you, you let them know that you're going to be on, on TV. I like obviously family and friends and all of those types of things, but I put it up. Um, so f- Facebook is where, you know, like everyone, it's your family, it's your close friends, it's that type of network. Um, and so I put it up on Facebook as well. Um, and unfortunately, I did get the time wrong. So it's 8.15 local time, not 8.15 Sydney time versus Brisbane. So, And I'm from Brisbane, so all of my family and friends are in front of the TV at 7.15am. So Sunrise got an extra hour-long viewership from a a good portion of the public. Sorry, gang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, so I had some really, like everyone was charged up and pumped. Um, And I think that just added to 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 the process is not only did you have your family and friends all ready to go, but you had your professional um network as well who and I was really surprised at the amount of people in both those networks actually watched it because I got so many text messages it, it was just fantastic now go back six months um maybe even before you met Amanda was any of this possible beforehand was this even on the radar no. for you I had no idea what to do all I had was I really love speaking. Yeah. I am super passionate about the topics that I love. And in my consulting um, business, I seem to have a, a big impact on people and teams. So that's all I had. And so I had absolutely nothing more than, than that before I kind of started to delve in to the process and the systems and the, and the how to in terms of marketing in terms of media exposure and all those types of things so no it was a big unknown for me back then if you were to go back to that point and would i know that we we discussed a little purchase that you made uh earlier before in the sort of the paid media space and uh, for those watching Mm -hmm. online uh sharpie has just put his hands up his face his hands up on his face the the paid media side because i think there is also and and i've been quite an ambassador for for looking at that paid media is important it's an important part of the media cycle as well but um there is certain publications that will pass off as genuine uh mastheads etc that you know it is a pay-to-play model uh, you went down that a little expensive. Oh, it was horrendous, Nick. Absolutely horrendous. And I know you and I spoke about it in length way back when. Um, 
But yeah, I got sucked in. I, I was naive. I didn't know what I was doing. Getting an article out on Forbes around the topics that I'm passionate about and those types of things made a whole lot of sense. Um, I had no idea about the paid versus unpaid or any of those types of things. So I coughed up thousands of dollars for it. Yeah. Um, and it was a big, fat waste of time, energy and effort. You're not the only one, though, Steve, in that space. And I think that this is a, a message to everyone. Be a little bit cautious around the kind of media that you are engaging because they actually do know at the other end what that media is. It's already been well touted because they've been that prolific in their sales approach uh, that everyone does know that. And I think from the earn media side, you could have given up on that and said, nah, can't, can't do it, not going to do it, it's, it's, that's, that's done. But no, you fought back and look at you, Sunrise. But I actually think your radio has been really, really impressive. I think you've got that natural, just conversational type that gets people in. Have you had to work on that? Is that something that's just, is it natural? Or is it, is it like I say, something you've had to work on? Um, I think it's I think it's pretty natural. I think um, given the amount of experience that I've had in terms of presenting in front of people, uh, I think I've I've honed that craft. Um, so I think it's partly natural. But I think when I I mean, like it like everyone when I listen back, I kind of cringe because I hate listening to my own voice because it sounds <laughs> weird. Um, but I think in particular, Nick, the, the advice that I got from you is really, really pertinent. And this is the great thing about being a member of Media Stables is, you know, you're getting feedback from, from you, you're getting feedback from your, your representative. Um, so understanding with radio, the tempo that you need to be at for different styles of radio shows is such a great lesson and this week I had the pleasure of doing a breakfast one followed by a more of a slower chat one so I, I, I kind of understand now those types of things um, but no no I think it's it's something that I've honed I think you've, you've got that ability to to do it in a way that connects with people and I think that's the 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 real person that the not necessarily again that polished uh, leader of industry of twenty five years in the media you know you've literally been six months in the media and 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 that's the reason I've got you on is that in such a short period of time um, I had you scheduled for September this year to do this podcast not now because I, I've just felt that it was really a good time to bring you in because how quickly it can actually happen. Uh, and particularly when you get a topic that, and it is all about timing, when you get a topic that you can go with and run with and really work it, it's something that does open up the doors. Uh, and, and it's not just the media that took you on. It's also the, the 500 other media outlets that saw your little media board piece that went, ooh, that's, that's good. Not quite for us, but that is good. Yeah, and I think my advice to people out there is you know six months ago if you if you said to me uh you're gonna get some really good media exposure on a industrial relations reform bill that the government comes out, out with i'll just have to go what 
Are you kidding me? Um, and so my advice is you, you need to be in it to win it. And you, you don't know what topics are going to come up, when they're going to come up. Um, but for me, it was, it was something that I never expected, but is heavily aligned to my passion and my beliefs about what people have to do to create workplaces that become their competitive advantage. Um, and so you've got to be in the game. You've got to be in the game and you've got to understand how to watch, watch the media and what's going on and find those angles, particularly around heated, hot topics like the right to disconnect, form your view and get out there. It can be a little bit scary. It can be a little bit too, you know, putting that head above the parapet, get a few shots at you. Anyone had a few shots at you for any of your views and your positions? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've got, so I'm in a WhatsApp chat with, with a heap of my mates from school and, you know, there's a there's a number of them that run their own businesses. Some are medium-sized, some are small. Um, and so the chatter from them has been fascinating. Um, and, yeah, and I think I said on Sunrise, I've got the helmet in the car to put on in, in public post this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like walking through the middle of two dueling armies. Um, so yeah, I yeah I have, and I and I empathise on both sides of the aisle with this um, because I too have been the leader that emails at night. I too run a small business. Um, I understand the natural negative emotion, emotive response to it uh, on both sides. Um, but yeah, I mean, my point back to both sides is is reacting with a negative emotion to this you know, might feel good in the moment, but is absolutely useless. Yeah. So yeah. we may as well go, well, it's here. Let's get productively positive and figure out a way forward that that's within our control. All right. We've only got a couple of minutes left now, Steve, but I, I, I want to hit home a couple of things with you. Um, just while you're on that, actually, I had to ring my colleague. She's at the Taylor Swift concert. Um, well, she's going to it and... Uh, I had to get something changed on the website. Can I tell you, the guilt factor was yeah. through the roof only because of this week, this last week, the yeah. guilt factor through the roof. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Ra Raquel, I apologise. I apologise, Raquel. You're um, conscious about it now though, aren't you? <laughs> oh, but I think we all are. And that's yeah. what is the beauty of it is yeah. that, you know, we do that. But I don't think we consciously go out of our way to nah. harass, but anyway, let's get let's get back onto the media things. Uh, print, radio, TV. Which is your preferred medium? Oh, I love the TV experience. I think it's yep. it's yep. The, it's the most difficult, um, but I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's secondly, radio. Writing. How much of a writer were you before all of this? Is it did it? Is it something you've had to work on? Yes, I haven't yep. been a huge writer. Um, and so part of the learning is how do you be really concise in 120 words around the topics that you want to put out there in the media? Um, and I think working with your rep at Media Stables is great because, you know, you might put something together and very quickly it comes back wordsmithed, so that's useful. But I do struggle to write 650 and 700 word blogs. I'm much more of a talker than a writer. 
if it makes you feel better, Steve, I am a rubbish writer as well. Most of the op-eds that I've ever written, the only thing that is actually originally mine is my name at the bottom. <laughs> and yeah. I can assure you my team do a very, very good job at that. In fact, it's sometimes I have to double take and go, did I actually even write this? Is this even <laughs> a message that I'm getting out there with? But I think that even if you aren't a natural writer or if it if it's something that is a little bit... Um, foreign to you in that it's not the the, the, the piece of wordsmith material as you referred. Um, you give it to the you give it to the people that do that part the best, and they can help you get that right. Um, one last thing, I suppose it's it's just understanding that journey of 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 coming to some quick success. So there's a lot of experts that'll be sitting through even our system. It does take a lot of time, um, you know, to get a, a national TV piece, um, even just to get a radio uh, item out there. Uh, if you had to go back that sort of six months ago, would you would you do it again? There is there is no way that I would ever have gotten what I've gotten over the past week if I didn't take the plunge. Sign up to expert registry. Sign up to media stables. Open myself up to the processes and learn it, and put myself in a position that I put myself in to get those gigs. Um, and you know, it's you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't think I'd ever get a sunrise slot for a long time, um, and it came up, and I was in the right position. And I took it and say, yes, I'd do it again. Absolutely. You're also an attendee of Meet the Media, which is a, a, a massive um, pat on the back for you to do that so early as well, because uh, the experience that you get at a Meet the Media is not only understanding the media cycle and the media and what they want, but they get to meet you. Uh, we're coming to Brisbane, Steve. So uh, April 17th. In the diary. In the diary. Um, just for people out there, just quickly the, the experience of a Meet the Media and what it does for someone who probably hasn't had a lot of experience with media. What did you get? What were your takeaways? Well, I mean, you're sitting in a room for half a day with producers of the Today Show and the producers of Sunrise and major journalists uh, and producers of major radio stations. You're in the room with them. You actually get to sit around a table with each of them and talk to them about what your expertise are and how you can contribute to their form of media. And even better, they give you advice on the spot. Um, so name, name a event that you can sign up to, that anyone can sign up, up to and go to, where you get that level of not only exposure to those in those particular roles, but their, feed, their direct feedback for you. It is invaluable. I walked away from the one I went to in Sydney, you know, terrified and nervous and, oh, my God, uh, I was overwhelmed. Um, but, uh, again, I kind of felt that and went, I'm in the, I'm in the right spot here. Um, so, yeah, my advice to anyone out there is if you want to get into the media and you want to get exposure and you want to get gigs, go to meet the media in your state. Do it. 
Good work, Steve. I've uh, I've got fifty bucks coming your way for the meet the Bloody media mate, ambassador. Uh, <laughs> well done. No, good chat. It was a worthwhile chat because, again, for a lot of the listeners that uh, that take on the experts podcast, it, it seems almost impossible for you to make that journey, or it, it, you can't you can't even see it. Um, just to be able to take that first step and to do as you said, um, go and do it. Jump yeah. off. Go and yeah. go and make it happen because it's the first step is always going to be the hardest. Yeah. Um, but once you do make it, you've got every chance of uh, putting yourself out there and uh, and making it work and happen. Hey, uh, I'll see you in April. I'll see you at Meet the Media in April, and um, no doubt, uh, and it's it's around the rest of the country as well. It'll be in Perth in May. It is set for Sydney in October. And there will be a Melbourne event uh, lined up for August about to be announced. Uh, that will be all out there very, very shortly. Steve Sharp, how do people get in contact with you if they want to? Well, I've got a website, which is stevesharp.com.au. Uh, my email is steve at stevesharp.com.au. And my mobile is 0478 881 832. Get in contact. I'm happy to help. Well done. Steve Sharp, workplace expert. A great one to finish off uh, the week. Uh, Someone who took the reins, the media reins, and uh, let it go. Well done, Steve Sharp. And uh, well done to you listening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to coming back to you next week when we talk to another expert for another media. See you then. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.